Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't. But I'm handling it. And one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. Well, welcome back, everybody. I hope you all had a wonderful summer. It definitely flew by on my end, but the leaves are changing now, the air is getting a little bit chillier outside, and all the pumpkin, apple, and caramel-flavored things are back. So needless to say, fall is here, and not only am I thrilled for that, but I have some new episodes coming your way this fall that I've been working on with some truly talented individuals. And for our first episode back, joining us today is country music singer and songwriter Ray Lynn. Born and raised in Baytown, Texas, Ray Lynn knew at a young age that music was her passion and that she wanted to be performing. Some of you may know Ray Lynn from her time on NBC's The Voice in 2012, where she competed and made it to the show's quarterfinals. Flash forward to 2017 when Ray Lynn's debut album Wild Horse released and arrived at the number one spot on Billboard's Country Albums chart. It was also recognized as one of the best country albums of 2017 by Rolling Stone. Over the past few years, Raylan released her sophomore album Baytown in 2020, which has gathered over 100 million streams to date. She also made her film debut in the Hallmark Channel's A Nashville Christmas Carol, and in 2021, Raylan and her husband Josh welcomed their first child, their daughter Daisy Ray. Now this year, Raylan has been releasing more music, and she just came off a run touring with singer Kane Brown on his Blessed and Free tour. And she's also working on a new album. One of the reasons I was happy to speak with Raylin is because she has this wonderful energy and she's definitely the person who goes to her own beat, which I've always found to be an admirable quality. So let's get into our conversation and you'll see what I'm talking about. You know what to do, turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. Okay. Well, Raylan, I am so excited to have you on. Um, this is the first interview of the new sort of fall time period we're going Yay! into. And it's very good to be back and, you know, going through the whole interview process again. I miss it because I love having conversations with people. And, um, you know, I was explaining in your intro, you have had such incredible accomplishments in your career in music. Thank you. And I love, you're, you're welcome, because I love talking to artists. And I was thinking about themes, like revisiting themes of past seasons. Mm-hmm. And one theme that I really love uh, is going to the beat of your own drum. And I yes. think you're the type of individual who, I mean, I, I very much get that sort of vibe from you. You go to the beat of your own drum. Um, and I, I'm excited to talk about your career and just everything you've sort of been through with it. So Thank first you. off though, of course, um, you know, first off, we were just chatting about everything that's been going on this year. It's been a crazy year. I know you were just touring with on Kane Brown's summer tour, the yes. Western free tour at the beginning of the summer. And, um, you know, you had your daughter last year and we were just talking about, she's going to be turning a year old soon, which is very exciting. So, uh, you also released an album last year, Baytown. So how has the whole past year been for you? I would say it's been a whirlwind of just career changes. I mean, when you, 
are, um, you know, putting on music with being a new mom, it's just a different way of juggling, um, your career and being a, you know, mom as well. Um, I think that's been the biggest, not challenge, but something that was honestly, I settled into better than I thought I would. I've heard mixed feelings about, you know, it's really hard when you get back into work and being a mom and, and yeah, it is. But I think the one thing that I've learned in the last year is time management of like, okay, when I'm, I'm just more proactive in the times that I'm away from Daisy and when I have help, I'm like, okay, I have, I'm writing this time. I'm doing meetings at this time. I'm scheduling this and scheduling that. And it's made my career in, in, in some ways just more um, thought out and thoughtful about the way, I, the way that I go about things, the way that I go about songwriting, because I have this whole, whole other human to take care of, which has been really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had Daisy last September and uh, I took about a solid eight weeks off. Um, I did release a record two weeks later and that too was crazy because I've, you know, it was so different than before, like before having Daisy, when a record would come out, I would look at the charts every five minutes and I would be making sure everybody was commenting and seeing what everybody was saying. When I released Baytown, I didn't even pick up my phone. I literally just like was nursing my child, like taking that was like, Oh my God, Baytown's number one. What? And I think that there was such a, it was just such a different vibe. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. Like, and it just put really everything in perspective for me. It's just like, I, I feel so blessed to have gotten to be a part of this incredible genre for the last 10 years and to continue to grow and grow as a songwriter and as an artist and as somebody who, um, you know, is constantly finding their voice. I think, um, this last year has really taught me that, that I can do it. And I, I knew that I could, but being on the road with Daisy and, um, being on the blessed and free tour with, with Kane and having Daisy out there and, um, just making it happen. And it just honestly gave me so much confidence in, you know, these next few years that I have ahead of just knowing that it's going to be awesome and that we're going to just get it done. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, you know, it's really funny that you brought up motherhood because, um, I'm actually working on a documentary film on motherhood. I'm directing my first documentary and it's about motherhood and just hearing you talk about how motherhood sort of slowed you down in recognizing the importance, you know, you put on certain pressures in your life. I think that's really beautiful because, you know, as you just said, instead of constantly not obsessing, but putting so much emphasis and pressure on, you know, you brought up charts and downloads and streams and all this stuff with music, it, it slows you down in a sense where you see the things that matter and you're doing what you love and you're doing it with the people that you love and, and all of that. And I think that's, there's just something really beautiful about that. It really is. And I, I've always heard um, from different moms that there's a, there's like another level of blessing that hits your life when you become a mom. And, um, and I've always believed that because, you know, I I do believe that, um, babies are just blessings in general. They just teach you so much and they teach you so much humility and love and selflessness. And, um, but I really have felt that after having Daisy, it's just like, cause there's somebody else that you've got to take care of and be, you know, responsible for that's not yourself. Mm -hmm. And, one thing that I've felt so confident in is if it all went away tomorrow, I would just get to be with her and my husband and, and like, I would be okay with that. And with that, 
I feel like when you have that confidence, that's when everything starts happening for you because you, you know, you're just so rested and sure of yourself. For sure. And, you know, you brought up the fact that you've been releasing new music. And I think with that, um, I I do want to dive in before we talk about everything new that you're working on and your accomplishments this year, I would love to dive into, for those who don't know, sort of your origin story of how you got started with music. Um, I feel like you stepped into the public eye um, when you were a contestant on The Voice, on NBC's Mm -hmm. The Voice. So I'm sure many people know know you from that. Um, And then you, you know, you just sort of embarked on this, this journey in country music and achieved, you've gone to so many great heights with it. So if you will, would you mind sharing, you know, you're, you're from Texas, you sort of looking into your background, you know, you really knew music is, is what you wanted to do. Was that really the case? Absolutely. So the way it kind of all started for me is um, pre The Voice. I was uh, going back and forth to Nashville songwriting. Uh, I started songwriting here in Nashville and I turned um, right before I turned 17. And so then um, I was in Nashville writing and I heard that The Voice auditions were coming through and I was like, oh my God, that'd be so cool. I love Blake Shelton. I love Miranda Lambert. Like I love all these amazing artists. I would love to be a part of that show. So anyways, I was like, what the hell? I'll try it. So I went and auditioned and I made it onto the show and um, I made it to the quarterfinals and um, got eliminated. And then I just really just put on my boots and just started working hard. And I moved straight to Nashville from Texas and um, got an apartment and just really started working my butt off. I, you know, I, the one thing that I love about, I'm so thankful I didn't win the voice because it really, I've always been a hard worker, but it made me have to prove myself. And people think that I won that year because I'm the most successful artist from that show because I had to work. Like I didn't just like, I, I think the way you have to look at the voice or America's got talent or X factor, or anything, any reality show is you got to use it as a promotion tool. It's not going to make you a superstar. It's going to get, it's going to tell your story, but it's your job to create the music. It's your job to figure out, okay, who am I as an artist not singing covers? And that, you know, to me, I think it's somewhat of a more uphill battle than just being an artist. And this is who I am because you're really having to um, showcase yourself in a, in a different way than you were on the show. And so after the show, you know, I moved to Nashville, began writing and, um, and just finding and finding who, I, what I wanted to say, like who I wanted to be as an artist and, Um, for me, I've always been somebody who's spoken the truth and somebody that's never steered away from talking about hard subjects. And, um, I wrote love triangle the first year I lived here. And, um, that song was really the foundation of, of just who I am as a songwriter, because it was such a real song about my parents divorce growing up and, and how that felt. And then, um, after, and this is just like a summary of just everything, um, after that song and just continuing to dive into my story. I, I mean, I went through red three record deals. I was signed to big machine. Then I was signed to Warner Nashville. And then I was signed around here and uh, now I'm independent, but it's just been, it has been a process. Um, you know, released two records since then wild horse, which was number one on the billboard chart and then Baytown. And I think the one thing when I look back at my story and the cool things that I've gotten to do, I've gotten to go to Korea um, for a, a huge military base show. I've gotten to play the Grand Ole Opry. I've gotten to do some just remarkable things. And when I look back on it, it's just, just really thankful. And I'm also just 
it's just what hard work and Jesus and believing in yourself will do. And I, um, and I feel like too, I've just scratched the surface. I'm so young still. And I know that I have a lot of road ahead of, of the things that I want to say and talk about. And, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited, but it's so crazy that it's been 10 years that I've lived here. Yeah. I mean, well, we were just talking about it before with summer, like time flies by, um, yeah. but you, you have, you've done such incredible things. And I love what you brought up about songwriting because I mean, I, I've welcomed, you know, so many different artists on, on handling it in the past. And I love hearing sort of what makes everybody's brain tick when it comes to writing music. And mm-hmm. what I think is really beautiful about country music and, and what at least, you know, I, as a fan of the genre really love about it is the storytelling capability within it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you brought up love triangle, which is a beautiful, beautiful song. And you, you know, you just referred to your parents' divorce and, and writing about something so personal. Um, I guess with that said, and just with any of your songs that you write, you know, you're really not afraid to put your heart into it. Did that take getting used to before you really dove into sort of that part of songwriting, really putting yourself into it? Um, no, not, not really. Cause I've always just been an open book. I've always been somebody that, um, is unapologetically myself and, um, always open to have a conversation, always willing to talk it out. And, um, I, you know, I, I that, cause I, I've, I've been asked this question quite a few times cause they're like, how, how did you, when did you realize that you're brave enough to say certain things? I've just always been brave. I, I, I know that that sounds crazy, but like, my mom was a single mom growing, growing up with us. And she always taught us to be very fierce and protective and, um, and just, you know, always ourselves. And I think that growing up with, with that kind of background and being raised by two really strong parents, um, I was unafraid to, to speak what was on my heart. And I'm so grateful for that because I cannot go into that with, with raising my own daughter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, well, that's the thing. And I'll throw a few, um, you know, stats at you of your own. You know, you've, you've raked in over 855 million career streams in, in your history as an artist. Um, you sold nearly half a million albums um, and you scored 130 million video views to date. So that's just wild and mind boggling. And when you. you mentioned bravery, I just think I hope it puts those those statistics really put it into perspective that when you're sharing like a part of yourself in your music or when you're, you know, standing firm in your convictions, that that's like, that's going out there. And um, I think there's a certain, at least I find really admirable um, of, of artists in, in the music industry is really like when you're putting yourself into your music, you're putting yourself into it for others to then listen to it and, and, you know, give their commentary as, you know, people always will. But um, for the most part, I think it's it's just a really a brave thing. Thank quality. you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. So then even with that, do you find any difficulty with whether it be praise or criticism? I feel like in the music industry, I mean, with so many industries, just with everyday, you know, people on social media, with social media accounts, it's we're always facing praise or criticism. But do you find with music that you're constantly, you know, 
on that uphill battle of weaving out the praise and the criticism? Um, we just kind of ignored it. I mean, I was on The Voice at, at 16 and I had people telling me that I sh- had a really crappy voice and I had a honky voice and all this stuff. And there's been internet bullies since the very beginning. And I, I think it used to really get to me, especially when I was 17, 18, because I was a kid 10 years ago. But as I've gotten older and I've settled into just my purpose, I, um, and I know that I have fans. I know that people let, you know, love me and believe in me and, um, are there for me. I've found such confidence in that. And, um, I just, I I just don't really look at it. Like I'm getting to the point where I delete all my social media apps, like for four days at a time and really just focus on um, my family and me and just, just what matters to me. And, that is just, you know, the people around me that are with me every single day. Uh, my favorite thing that uh, Denzel said, Denzel Washington, he was talking about how social media is a really funny thing because, you know, it used to be you would just hang out with your, you know, group of, let's say, even 15, 20 people. And that's if you have a, a bigger group of people that you hang out with all the time. And those are the only people you try to impress, right? Just those people. But social media, you have 500,000, a million, 2 million people. And there is no way 2 million people are going to agree with you or 500,000 people are going to agree with you or going to like your music or like every single song that you put out. That's just the way it is. And um, that's why it's important not to find your validation in those things, but just find validation in in the positive. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And to not focus on it. Cause like you said, yeah. no matter, no matter what you're doing, right. Someone will always find something wrong with it. Absolutely. So to focus on like pleasing everyone, it's, it's really, it's just not worth it's the exhausting. Time yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just not worth the time and energy. But, um, with that said, with your new music, like I said, you released, um, two new tracks this, um, back in the spring, being in the spring in May, how was it working on new music and sort of doing all of your stuff over the summer with touring and, and getting everything ready for your next chapter, which we can dive into in a little bit? Yeah, it was uh, it was awesome. I really enjoyed um, getting to release two new tracks um, since Baytown. And we have some new music coming out this fall that I'm excited about um, and working on the new record. But I, you know, one thing that I love about being an independent artist is I can put music out whenever I want to. I don't have to um, worry about the timeline of a label or worry about who's putting out a record this time or whatever. I can really just focus on putting music out to the fans. And um, the more you put out music, the more you grow your fan base. So that's kind of what I've been working towards is not really just working on records, but working on just releasing singles. Mm-hmm. And if you don't mind me asking, cause it's, it's interesting. Um, like earlier in the season, she's an amazing country artist. Alexandra Kay was on handling it. And we talked because she's an independent artist as well. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about that and she gave her sort of perspective on why she really loves um, right now in her life being an independent Mm -hmm. artist. Do you have, is there anything right now that you really love in it for those out there, artists out there that are sort of doing the same thing? Um, And is there anything you've learned along the process? I just... Honestly, now that I'm independent, it would take a lot from a a lot for me to ever sign a record deal again because you just have so much control and freedom in what you can say and what you can put out. I mean, the experience that I've had um, being signed the few times that I've been signed is, um, and this wasn't with Round Here Records, but with signing with major labels is they sign you because you're different, but then all the reasons why you're different is why 
they signed you, but then you get there and then they're like, oh, let's just change this and let's just make it this or let's sound like this. And you're like, wait, but that's not why, that's not why you signed me. You signed me because of this, this, and this. And so I think I've just had a lot of experience in that way of it. And I'm not saying I would never do it again because I'm never going to say never, but I think the cool thing, especially when you're a new artist, besides like radio, which radio is changing so much, labels are just like a bank. Like that's what you see them as. And so if you can get a private investor or get somebody to help you believe in your music and, you know, get a producer to believe in you and get an awesome like distribution company, like it really is doable to, to do it. It's just a lot, it's a lot more work, but I personally love the work because I'm kind of a micromanager and I like to be a part of every single part of my business. Some, some artists don't, but, um, you know, I, I really thoroughly enjoy it. It is a lot harder because you don't have the whole team doing it. Um, but it's definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. Well, and like I was mentioning earlier with sort of the, um, theme, if you will, of going to the beat of your own drum, sort of carving that lane for yourself, creating that path for yourself. Have you found being an independent artist or the work you're doing now, have you found it? How I would guess just how have you found it going? Have you found it difficult? Have you found it easy to sort of create your own lane and, you know, choose the projects you want to work on, write the songs you want to write about and, and, you know, work on the music that you want to. I found it very easy. I found it almost, um, a sense of like a weight's been taken off my back because I don't feel like I have to, oh, I need to write a song like this today or I need to write a song like that today. I just go into the studio and I write what my heart tells me to write and I follow with what I'm going through in that moment. And, um, and it's been really freeing for me. I, I personally love it. Um, of course, like anything, it has its challenges, but as a creative for me, it's exactly what I needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like almost instinctually, for anyone out there, you know, with, cause I mean, I'm, I'm no artist <laughs> when it comes to music, but I feel like for, for artists out there who are, you know, struggling with, you know, the paths they want to pursue. I tell mm-hmm. this to anybody, regardless of what industry you're in, the ideas you have and the things that you're passionate about stick with that. It, yep. Because I, I think it's easy to constantly second guess yourself and like figure what decision is the right one, um, what path is the right one to walk down. Um, but I think instinctually, like go with your, I always say, go with your gut, go with your gut. Go with your gut. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And go with what feels right. I know that there's been a few times that I've wanted, oh, like, I don't know if I should put that song out or I don't know if I should say that. But then, Every time I do, I swear that the Lord rewards it. And if it feels right in the moment, you should definitely do it. And, um, and speak your mind. I mean, you know, don't be afraid to, to write songs that really matter to you um, because they'll definitely matter to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, just sort of the, the time that we're in right now where people are so hesitant to share their thoughts. And I feel like for artists, it's, it's, a difficult time period because you're constantly second guessing, you know, is what I'm putting out there good enough is what, and especially with, with music, I can imagine, you know, we were talking about this earlier with streams and downloads and everything. It's that constant, you know, is what I'm doing going to reach an audience is what I'm doing going to gain listeners is what I'm doing going to get criticism. Is it going to get praise? 
Um, yeah. it's very, but I think, you know, to your point that you brought up earlier, if you focus on all that stuff, it's just not, it's just not worth it. It's not worth your time and energy. Cause you're never going to get to that, and, that happy medium. And two, like, just put out music. Don't worry if it does great. Don't worry if it hits a million streams. Don't worry. Like that's what I'm like. Not every song is going to be a love triangle. Not every song is going to be a God made girls. Not every song is going to be a keep up, but all your songs mean something to somebody. And that's why I just like, I'm on to the next. I'm always on to the next. I'm not, I don't put out, I love my hometown. And if God two days off print, I mean, if one takes off, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. But I put them out just to put them out. And then I'm going to continue to think about what's the next thing I'm going to put out. I'm never just going to get stuck on, oh, this song has to be successful before I can put out another song. That's, that's bullshit. Honestly, in my opinion, it's BS because you should always be constantly creating, constantly putting it out. And you know what? I believe that songs can find life later too. Like I believe that what if I put out, I love my hometown now next year, it could catch on to some trend or something like that and find its own life. That's just how music is. Like, it's just never, it's always evolving, never ending. And so that's the one big advice that I gave a friend recently. I was like, don't worry about if I know we get so precious with the songs that we write. We're like, Oh my God, this is such a hit or this or this. Yes. But I've, I really like, gotten thick skin of like not being precious with the songs I write. I'm like, okay, great. Let's get it out next. And like, I think when you get to that level, I mean, you're just constantly releasing music and constantly putting out um, just content. That's, that's where you find success because not every song is going to pop off like we think it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I had to laugh when you were saying that because I kept thinking like Kate Bush is running up that hill that like dare I even oh, yeah. bring it into the conversation, but like that song has been everywhere and it came out in the eighties. So yeah. <laughs> to your point, it's like something, you know, you could create something now and maybe it takes off in 20, 30 years, but yeah. also maybe it's really impacting people now. It might yeah. not be impacting the masses, but if you, I think, you know, to what you were saying too, if you focus so much on, you know, who's this going to reach, what message is this going to send all that extra fluff and stuff? It's less about the art and right. it's less about what you love and what you want to do with it. it. It's all about this other stuff that it, it matters, but it doesn't. <laughs> yep. So you're exactly right. Yeah. I think um, to your point, it's like just focusing on why you want to do something and, you know, the, the people that it could impact, that it could impact just, I always say it just one person, right? Like our conversation today, if one person watches this and yep. takes something away from it, awesome. We, we did our job. You know, absolutely. And, that, and that's the way you should always look at, at this and everything that you do, because if you're affecting one person with your mu- music or your podcast or something that you're saying, that's all that matters. And that's, that's one thing that I said when I released love triangle and she chose me is I was like, if this song affects one person, it helps one person. I did my job. So mm-hmm. for sure. And, you know, I said, you're someone that I think of in, in country music and just music in general, when I think somebody who's just going about their way, going to the beat of their own drum, like I think of you and I'm curious as an artist, is there someone out there that that sort of quality that you see in someone that you really admire? I I mean, I've always admired, um, I've admired a few people in town, but Dolly Parton, I've always admired because she's just always been somebody that's beat to her own drum, um, was advocating for women before you know, all of us were even doing this and, um, she's just an incredible human. Um, another person I just genuinely love, I mean, I just, I, I really do love a lot of 
a lot of different artists. Um, I love Kane Brown, him and his wife are some of my dear friends and I love Kane. And one thing I love about Kane is, you know, I mean, one thing about country music is they're, they're really precious about you only putting out country music, but he just does whatever he wants to. He puts out songs that are pop. He puts out songs that are R and B and he's constantly evolving. And I think that that's something that I can definitely learn from him. For sure. Yeah. I think that's the thing too. Genre, it seems so black and white, but these days you can do so much with genre. Absolutely. Especially with, within country. I mean, I look at people that sort of border like the Americana folk country, like, um, Nathaniel Rateliff and the night sweats. I mean, he's sort of, sort of Americana, but like just the elements of, of country. I I love a lot of his music and, uh, Tyler Childers and just, there's so many Mm -hmm. artists out there right now that are just really, blending genres together and creating sort of genres of their own. And that's how people identify music. It's like, oh, sort of like this artist and that artist. And like, that's what I'm into. It's really cool. I mean, and honestly, like I I did a collaboration with Laven Warlock called Roots earlier this year. And um, he's like a, he's a rapper. And it was just like, I personally love doing that kind of stuff. And I know that my playlist is not just country music and not just one genre. So I think that that's why people love when people do stuff like that. Definitely. So with that all said, then um, new music, you sort of hinted at it earlier. I'm not sure what all you can share, but what's new on your radar? What are you working on? What can you what can you share with everybody? Yeah, so I'm I'm supposed to be putting out a record sometime next year, um, probably early part of next year. I'm not going to announce the name of it yet, but I'm really excited about just one thing I love about this record is it's not. Um, you know, of course, I have those those heartfelt songs that I love, but it also has some songs on there that are just like you're going to dance and they're just bangers. They're so much fun. I, I love to have a good time in the studio. I love to not really take myself too seriously. And um, and then there's just some inspirational, big, like just monster songs that are just like really universal. And, and I love too. and so and some cool collaborations. I'm I'm really excited about it. Some things are different than I've ever done before, but I'm constantly evolving and changing and I just can't wait for everybody to hear it. Awesome. And this will be sort of your first record since motherhood, um, which you were talking about earlier. Has any of, you know, again, not spoiling anything. I'm not sure what all you can share, but has sort of your journey just in the past year, the world has just been crazy. Has any of sort of what you've taken away over the past year sort of been, you know, infused into this new record? Oh, yeah. I mean, I I can think of three songs off the top of my head that are going to be on this project that, I mean, I wrote directly for, for my daughter. I mean, in a directly but indirectly way. I mean, she just put... I could cry thinking about her because she just put such a purpose in my heart um, that I didn't know that I needed. And uh, she, when I just look at her, I, I, I just want the world to stop. I literally just want to focus on her and um, making the world a better place for her. Cause it's just when I'm, when I'm gone, she's going to be the person that leaves. She's, she's the person that lives on and she's the person that can carry on, you know, me and my husband's legacy. So it's important to just, be there for your kids and to um to see the inspiration that one little munchkin can bring you is just I mean it's remarkable and um and I'm seeing that and in the songs that I'm writing it's just uh it's really beautiful Mm -hmm. I think that's what's always so cool about art and just what you know whether it be music or or anything anything creative Mm -hmm. um is just sort of what 
the things that happen to you, your life experiences, how that really just like infuses into your work. And it's, it's really awesome. So I'm personally very excited. For Thank you. When that comes Thank you. Out. <laughs> um, but until then, so I always love to say and sort of end on a note of advice, right? Yeah. Um, and with everything that we were talking about with your career and all the different things you've been through, whether it be, you know, touring albums, writing, creating all of that, um, or it could just be about, you know, life in general, motherhood, um, the different sort of stages of your life you've been in. Has there been a, a piece of advice or a lesson that you've learned that's really helped you handle your life? I think the piece of advice that, um, oh my gosh, I love that question. I'm trying to think of, I've gotten a lot of advice. I think the one thing that I've really taken to heart is, um, and I, and I know I've hit on this multiple times on the, in the interview, but one thing that I just think is so important that not everybody is going to like you. Not everybody is going to think you're the bee's knees, but being polarizing and writing what you believe and defending that is what it's about. I mean, when I watched the Elvis Presley documentary, I was like, holy crap, he was the best. And, but he wasn't liked by everybody. I mean, he was beaten to his own drum. He was doing his own thing. And, um, I think that there's something to that. So, you know, to every new artist and anybody, my advice is figure out that thing that makes you unapologetically yourself and follow that. And that's, that's a piece of advice that I've always lived by. Mm-hmm. I think that's really great advice. Um, I think, you know, for, for just anyone, no matter what industry you're in, no matter what you're doing, no matter what stage of life you're in, yeah. it's just standing, standing firm in your convictions. Don't be, unless you're doing something really wrong. Don't yeah. be apologetic. Don't apologize for yourself. Don't apologize for who you are. Um, like genuinely, it sounds cheesy, I know, but genuinely, like believe in yourself and believe in like the voice that you have and and all of that. Um, because like I said, unless you're doing something wrong, you know, you're not. <laughs> yeah. I, I completely agree with you. That it's very, very true. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. Well, Raylan, before we go, where can everybody find you? Keep up with your music. Yes. Um, you know, we talked about social media. Yeah. Uh, well, it can be challenging at times. It's really good. And it's absolutely really good no, I love it. Come, come connect mm-hmm. with me. My Instagram is Raylan Official. Um, I think my on my Twitter it's Raylan, just anything like that. And then you can follow me on Spotify, Apple Music. You can get my record at the store anywhere. Just yeah. Anywhere you can find music. That's where you can find it. So awesome. very, very exciting. <laughs> Great. Well, like I said, I can't wait to see what oh, new music thank you, you. Out with. And um, I'm so excited for stepping into fall and it's just, you know, really exciting times ahead for sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me, Catherine. I really appreciate it. Of course. Of course. All right. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed today's conversation with Ray Lynn. She has truly been putting her heart and soul into her music, and I personally find that very inspiring and what makes her such a great artist. And if you'd like to listen to some of Ray Lynn's music, be sure to find her on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your music. And if you'd like to follow along with her journey, her social handles and website are all linked up in this episode description. Thank you to Raylin so much for coming on and thank you listeners so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at Handling It Podcast. 
and feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. I will see you in two weeks with a brand new episode, but until then, keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.